What's up, everyone? I'm your podcast host, Chinat, and you're listening to the Hopkins Hacks podcast. Everyone has a unique journey of exploration at Hopkins, and our podcast puts your favorite faculty, alumni, and students in the hot seat to share their experiences and takeaways. We discuss the four key pillars of college life, including work, relationship, health, and play. In this episode of Hopkins Hacks, we are joined by Nicholas and Ricardo, the hosts and co-hosts of the Futurism at JHU podcast. Nicholas is a cognitive science major, and Ricardo is a computer science major with a minor in entrepreneurship and management. They will be sharing their experiences with futurism and their personal journeys at Hopkins, including how they manage their extracurriculars and prioritize work-life balance. Tune in to hear more about their passion into science and technology, and their advice for fellow students. On finding the right balance. Great to have you at the Hopkins Hacks podcast. For those of you who don't know you out there in our audience, why don't you introduce yourself very briefly? Hi everyone, I'm Nicholas, the host of the Futurism at JHU podcast. We're a science and tech podcast sponsored by the CLE, the Center for Leadership Education. Thanks for having us on, Chinat. Yeah, and I'm Ricardo. I'm a Junior studying CS and then minoring in leadership and management, and I'm the co-host of Futurism at JHU. So again, thank you for having us, and we're really excited to talk to you. Awesome. Let's get started with your podcast. Like, how did you started it, and how does that tie into your work and your studies here at Hopkins? So we actually started it freshman year. Ricardo and I are like the founding members of the podcast. We actually started in fall 2020 as more of a think tank. So basically, we get together each week and we just talk about like an interesting topic in science or tech, and we eventually realized a year in, so like basically last fall, that we're having such interesting conversations, but we weren't like getting it out there to people, and we realized that a podcast would be a great way to share all this these really cool ideas that we were coming up with, and all these technological and scientific developments that are going on in the world, and putting it out there for the Hopkins community and beyond. So we decided to create a podcast. We've been recording episodes since last fall. We have a bunch of episodes ready to go, and we're just kind of slowly releasing. We started with just recording them on our phones, so obviously the audio quality is not the most amazing for those. And then shifted to recording them on mics, and then now we're here in the audio studio. So we've just been like growing and learning as we go. But it's been a really cool experience. Ricardo and I have been there throughout the whole way. It's been um, rough, but it's been it's, fun. it's been rough and it's been fun. <laughs> most importantly, it's just been I feel like. Both of us have grown a lot. We've learned a ton. Just being able to create a podcast, and then also like within the podcast, all the topics that we've discussed have been because I'm a neuroscience major, Ricardo's computer science. So like we've talked about a lot of the intersections of computer science and neuroscience, like artificial intelligence, neural networks, and then talking about more techy stuff like cryptocurrency, and then more like psychology. So it's been really cool to just talk about a whole wide variety of plethora or a plethora of topics. And being able to think about the world, and from new perspectives, and and basically thinking about how we what we want the future to look like, I think is the end goal. Because there's a lot of cool tech and there's a lot of cool science going on, and I think it's really important to think about that, to have conversations, and to for us to be able to share those with the Hopkins community and beyond. Anything、yep. you'd like to add to that? I think the main motivation was also, especially with the podcast. I don't think you've mentioned this before, but it's just the fact that. There are so many cool people that come here, all from very different experiences, and we 
don't really have an outlet, especially for tech and science, to really talk about these things. The podcast, the idea came as more of an interest kind of thing, but the idea itself of having a podcast, of having guest speakers and other students come up here and be able to be a part of the conversation was, yeah, pretty much out of a need because we didn't really have any other outlets to do this. So I'm glad that we started this. So we're giving a voice to those that want to speak on this and to those that don't necessarily like to be in front of the camera like you can still join us and do things behind the background and help out on this amazing community of learning that we just want to push forward yeah like adding on to that there hasn't really been like a dedicated science and tech podcast at hopkins which is interesting because hopkins is such a stem oriented school and like science and tech is literally what people come to hopkins for so i feel like it's very like specific and an ideal kind of topic for Hopkins students specifically. So really happy that we started it. I think, yeah, just being able to talk about topics that you don't discuss in school, but that I think for Hopkins students in particular, and just getting it out there into the wider community too, really important to hear about and think about. And also, because we're both ship and management minors, and you're a huge entrepreneur mindset person too, I think it's really cool to talk about like, business and like all the startups that are out there and like maybe whoever's listening out there maybe you have an idea that you want to pursue and so we're huge advocates for if you have an idea go for it it's just there's so many there's so many resources out there especially as a hopkins student like the cld is so useful the cd cldt we're here right now super useful resources so use the resources at your disposal and just go for your ideas because you never know well, the lead up and for you too, China, you've come up with like such cool ideas. Like I know you have quest to learn, which is amazing. Like AR lab technology, which I think would have been super useful for me when I was doing like <laughs> online, we've had the idea and then we've executed on it. Like we had the idea for the podcast and we executed, you had the idea for your podcast and for quest to learn and you executed on it and look where it's taken you. So just a message for all of you out there, go for your ideas. I'm curious to know then, since you guys have kept the conversation going for so long, what is one key piece of insight that you think that is most interesting that you can share with the audience and how does that tie into what you're studying? I think one thing that kind of I think about every conversation, whether I say it or not, it's always in the back of my mind, is that every scientific and technological development that comes to fruition is a double-edged sword. I think that's like the key piece of information is whether you're creating an artificial intelligence or you're creating a cryptocurrency, there's always some good that's going to come out of it and there's always some bad that's come out of it, right? Technology is just this kind of tool that you can either use for good or bad, right? Like you can either use a weapon to defend yourself or I don't know if a weapon is a good analogy actually, but in other words, you it's either something that could be really good or something that could be really bad. And so like thinking about how do we develop technology in a way that we're pushing more towards the good side, right? Using the technology for good, using AI for good, not for malicious purposes or like creating ascension AI that then destroys humanity or something like that. So like thinking about how can we do this in an ethical way? And I think that's a big part of the podcast is having the conversations so that we're already thinking about this and like, how do, what do we want this technology to look like before we let it go out of control? Yeah, I'd love to hear what you think too. Yeah, I think for me, one of the biggest things was just like being able to keep an open mind and knowing the people that you're talking to, because we all have all these different experiences. And like you said, especially in order to come to an ethical outcome, we want to be able to measure and really take into account all the different perspectives from a lot of people. So if we make an AI to help in terms of medicine, right? We want to know how it can help, who it could, like you said, in the terms of ethics, because we want to be able to help as many people as possible and make the lives of all of us like better, but also without potentially harming others. 
And so conversations come up. And so you just have to understand what they're talking about. And same thing with like new tech developments. Even if you are scared or hesitant about something new, it's always great to keep an open mind because you never know if that's the next technological thing. One example is like, VR. VR is a thing. Not a lot of people are going for it. Like it's one of the things it's good and it's great and it's cool, but there's no real use for it. But I feel like dismissing it outright is not necessarily doing it justice to all the technology and all the effort that a lot of people are constantly working on to make the technology better. So I feel like keeping an open mind and just listening to all these people doing their own thing is just super great in order to keep an open perspective and to look towards the future rather than just staying in one spot. That's awesome. Shifting gears a little bit, what are some of the meaningful personal or professional relationships that you've made at Hopkins here? I think the podcast has been a great way to have a little like intimate bubble of really smart, not, no, obviously all Hopkins <laughs> are really smart, but everyone in the podcast, like you and John especially, like we all are very like-minded and like we all want to make the world a better place and make a big impact and like pursue entrepreneurial visions. So that like the podcast for me has been really like nice space to get to know you and John and be able to talk about things that I don't normally get to talk about, but that I love to talk about in a safe environment and like a really fun environment. And so that to me has been a great outlet. Obviously, I think the CLE has been a great place like to connect with people, especially faculty. All of the faculty at the CLE, these are like the best of the best people. Annette Leps, who was my financial accounting professor, who actually helped us get the podcast uh, sponsored by the CLE. So huge props to Annette, but she has been hugely helpful, not only with the podcast, but in like career searching. Like she's helped me with my internship search for next summer. And she's just been a super amazing resource. And like, I could literally just go off like a whole list, like Professor Smith, who I had for or presentations, Pam Chef, who helped us create the podcast as well. The CLDT has also been a great resource. Danielle and Greg and Alec, huge props to their team. So there's so many amazing resources and like the CLE and the CLDT are like these just gems of Hopkins. And so that's like looking at the more faculty connections. And I think just more personally with like peers, it's really been the podcast classes as well. and then also I would say tennis. Club tennis has been a great way to make friends. I was also in an acapella group at one point. That was also really fun. And then <laughs> it, it became too much of a commitment for me. And I moved to more focusing on academics and the podcast and tennis. Yeah, those have been just joining groups and being part of the CLE and the CLDT and all these different cool departments has really helped me develop personally and professionally, I would say. Yeah, as for me, I'm not really big on clubs, not because I don't like them, just because of a time com commitment issues. But yeah, like I, like you said, like being able to be in this podcast and be able to talk to a lot of different people that I never would have gotten the chance to otherwise has been really great. I think one of the things where I've personally made a lot of friendships is just, and I feel like this is probably the thing for like most people at Hopkins, but just you're already in a class for CS, you're already in a class for like AMS or whatever your major may be, you're going to find people that are like you and that are gonna have similar ideas and you just go from there. Francis, who's one of our roommates actually, so he's also a CS major and we have a lot of interests in common. I also know Jonathan, which is also Francis. I have a few other people that I know from CS and it's like a great community because we're all going through this experience of taking similar classes at the same time and being able to bounce off of one another. Same thing with like your seniors that are above you in within your major. I know like recently I'm doing a pilot for Calc 1 and so my pilot leader is actually also in CS and he's told me about all these great internships that he's been able to do because he's also like Hispanic. And so he has referred me to a whole bunch of opportunities. So I would say that your classes and people in your major, especially seniors that are above you, 
are a super great resource for just in community engagement and just and networking. So if you haven't had the chance to just talk to people that are a few grades above you, they probably have some of the best advice you'll ever find since there's, you're so close in age and probably have very similar experiences. How do the three of you guys get to know each other in the first place? It's really been through the podcast. Yeah, um, mainly. I, that's how Ricardo and I have known each other and why we're now roommates is, I think I just sent like a message out and like the class of 2024 group me, I was like, anyone interested in the science and tech and just talking about it on a weekly basis. Yeah, and I was like, hey, really, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm going you know, he's been there for the get-go, literally nice. has not missed a meeting, very consistent and like really, uh, really a uh, huge part of the podcast. I honestly, I would add on, I guess it's going back to the previous question, but I totally agree. Like your majors and minors, you'll meet a lot of really cool people and they're like, adding on to my whole thing about where I've grown professionally and personally. It's also been through my neuroscience major, my entrepreneurship minor. I'm also doing a Spanish minor. Like I've met a lot of really cool people in my major and minors. And so, yeah, just like everywhere you look, any major you're part of, any anything you're studying, any club you're part of, the more involved you are, the more chances you'll have to meet really cool people, make those connections. And you never know, even your peers will have some really cool maybe internships that they've done or opportunities that they can connect you with. And so I think it's really awesome. There's just so many smart people here at Hopkins and like everyone has something to offer and like every friendship and every connection is just very valuable, I would say. That's awesome. A lot of people say that these connections are really important, especially when you're feeling down or feeling sad. Having these friends there to cheer you up and help you go on is important. Is there a time at Hopkins where you felt potentially a bit scared or nervous? during your time here? I would say, so last fall, I don't know if I would say I was scared or nervous, but it was my first time in person. I'd been, you had been virtual too, actually. Yeah, it was All freshman year. Too. And it was just a rough fall. If I'm being honest, it just sucked. Like it was just a crap fall. Like I struggled academically. I got like the worst grades in my life. Like I've always been like a pretty strong student and just did not do well academically, was not doing well socially, struggled with balance. And I was having a lot of fun. Like I was a chem lab TA and I was part of an acapella group and I was playing tennis and stuff. And I was enjoying my classes too, but it's really important to like, when you first come into Hopkins, I always tell this cause I'm a study consultant. And like, I like to mentor, you know, when younger freshmen and sophomores. And I always say like, when you first come into Hopkins, you really just want to focus on like adjusting. Like you, you don't want to like bite off more than you can chew at first. Because when we came in at, in person for the first time, we were essentially freshmen. Because we had been doing it virtually, and virtually is a whole different world from doing it in person. And I treat it like the same thing. And you don't realize that there's so much more like time that goes into everything, whether it's like walking to and from classes and like being part of an in-class like discussion. It's just so different. And like time management is different too. So yeah, like to all the freshmen, incoming freshmen and freshmen out there, I would I always recommend just take it easy, get used to your classes. First and foremost, like get in like a steady academic standing. And then like branch out little by little, get involved in the club, get involved in a little bit of research and just like build your way and build your confidence and make sure you, you have balance because that's like the main thing that Hopkins didn't struggle with, I feel like is, which is why I think the Hopkins Hacks podcast is so awesome. It's because myself included, we struggle so much to keep a balanced lifestyle and we struggle so much with our mental health, especially. Hopkins is notorious for high levels of like anxiety and like depression and things like that. And it, a big part of combating that, helping us leave happier, healthier lives is just, just don't bite off more than you can chew, I would say. And make sure you have healthy habits as well as a freshman. And yeah, just try to ease yourself in. Hopkins is full of go-getters, but 
like at least the first semester. Yeah. Just take it easy, as I would say. Like I wish I had done that, knowing that, even that, even though I was a sophomore and I had a year of classes. Yeah. Just take it easy the first in-person semester, and then build it up from there. So I, that'd be if I'd you know redone my Hopkins sophomore year. That's what I would have done differently. Yeah, I think I had the same mistake. So freshman fall, eighteen credits. Then I went down a little bit. And then a sophomore fall, 19 credits. Ooh, that was oh, rough. Oh my gosh. But, but in my personal experience, I think my worst semester by far was definitely, I think freshman fall, or it's between freshman fall and freshman spring. Just, I was taking too many classes, like taking 18 credits starting off from high school is just rough. It's a rough start, especially you were online. I didn't have that many connections. Yeah. So whenever I was in class or I needed help, I could only really resort to like office hours. And then if those didn't really fit in with my schedule, that was rough. And yeah, some of the assignments for intermediate programming or those some, there were a lot. I hate trees. I just have <laughs> traumatic experiences from that. But yeah, that was a lot. But definitely, like you said, just having a strong support group is great. Having friends that are in your classes is a huge, huge saver for anything. So if you don't understand something, but someone has like a different idea of how to approach the same thing, it's super helpful to get a different view of things to be able to manage and being able to understand it. So I found that extremely helpful. Having friends, maybe if you have a homework and you could collaborate on that homework, if it's allowed, obviously I wouldn't condone cheating <laughs> at all. But yeah, if you're allowed to collaborate on homework, like having people explain it to you and going over things to truly get an understanding for it is great. So yeah, like. Freshman fall, freshman spring was probably like my worst that I've been just in terms of workload, despite my grades being better than what they are now. I feel like I'm a little deloaded on classes right now, but in terms of like mental health and stuff, I've been enjoying life way. My grades have been like declining a little bit, but not to the point where it's like super rough. I am, I feel good about it still. So that's my experience. Keeping on this point about health, a huge part of maintaining your overall health is also physical health. So can you share how have you managed your diet, sleep, and exercise here at Hopkins? Ricardo's the perfect one for this. He's inspired me, like literally the semester, he inspired me to start working out. I didn't really work out before. He inspired me. Sleep and diet are really important too. So I, I think Ricardo, should, you should talk about this because you're the expert. This is an area of improvement for me, but I think you've locked it down pretty well. Yeah, I think basically my fitness journey began really like, really early, I think. Beginning with high school, maybe middle of middle school. Basically, I was like, you know what, I mean, I feel like I'm eating a little too much. I feel like I'm gaining a, a lot of weight and I don't mean it as in like, just, I felt heavy, right? Like doing a lot of these things, I think it started off of wanting to just be better at soccer. I just wanted to be a little more agile. So I started working out, doing a lot of calisthenics, like the few weights that I had around. So by the time I, I was like the middle of high school, I had a pretty good amount of like routine built into it. Even if I wasn't doing a lot, uh, I would always work out maybe four to five days a week or whatever I could do. And so finally being able to be in person was just like a huge game changer because now I had access to the gym where before I was locked in my house, couldn't really go anywhere. So being able to use the free weights was amazing. It felt great. And so my current routine is just four days a week. So I do chest and triceps Monday, back and biceps Tuesday. Take a rest day on Wednesday. Rest days are super important, by the way. You always need to let your muscles and mind recover. So same thing with studying. Sometimes you just need breaks, super important. Thursday, I do traps and shoulders. And then Friday, finishing it off with legs, which is, I hate that day, but it's also, I feel like the most impactful because you know you need a strong foundation for everything else. And then rest the rest of the weekend. So that's been my go-to. I usually do it on in the mornings, sort of, power start my day and by morning, very early in the morning, I wake up at 5.30 and try to get to the gym at six. Usually end up there at 6.20, the effort is made and I get out of there before my class at 9 a.m. starts. 
Speaking of what you eat though, do you guys have a favorite restaurant around here or any opinions about Hopkins food? I'm, I still eat at the dining hall because I don't oh, yeah, like yeah. to cook. Like all my roommates cook, including Ricardo. Yeah. But yeah, food at Hopkins actually gotten a lot better. I think Hopkins is now, instead of outsourcing it, to like a, I forget what the name of it was, but they're actually like doing, doing it in-house now. Yeah. So the food has actually improved a lot. But yeah, I just, I always try to eat like a balanced meal, like some form of like clean carbs, clean protein, and then always fruits and veggies, super important, get those nutrients. And yeah, yeah I would just say, try to get two to three like square meals a day. I always try to do that. I try not to like snack too much personally, unless it's like after the workout or something, you just get a little bit of fuel, but yeah, on your note of the waking up super early to exercise, yeah. like you, you want to make, like exercise is really important, but as I started going with you for a couple of weeks and then I realized that it just wasn't working for my schedule. So make sure it like works for your schedule, if that makes sense. Like don't, you don't want to sacrifice sleep for working out or like working out for sleep. Like you want it to both work. I made it, now that I've made it, like now I don't go in the morning with you, but I still, I basically do that same routine, but I just go later in the day. And that way I'm able to still get the workout in, but then also sleep more, get the sufficient amount of sleep. So you want to work it around your schedule and not sacrifice. Cause I think sleep arguably is maybe even more important it's than, way important, than yeah. working out. So you don't want to sacrifice one thing for another necessarily. You want to make them both work. So just work around your schedule and what works for you. You mentioned earlier that you decided to drop acapella after doing it for a while. How do you, prioritize what you do and potentially manage your stress and anxiety that yeah that's a huge thing at hopkins is you have to be very you like you want to check in once in a while and say am i doing too much because sometimes you're just doing too much and i think a big part of the hopkins experience is focus on quality over quantity there are i have a million different ideas that i would want to pursue i also have another kind of venture it's called crash courses in a nutshell <laughs> where i make like educational videos oh, wow. but i've chosen to prioritize futurism at least for now and maybe that's something i do more during breaks and i would love to get more people involved in it like making hopkins videos in like 20 to 30 minutes or less i cool. think it's a super cool idea and i think it could be so cool for the hopkins community but it's also you have to realize if i were doing that would be taking a ton of time away from the podcast from tennis from working out from school especially and so you have to be very cognizant of how much time is each team thing taking and is it taking away from time that would be better used elsewhere? And I realized like with acapella, as much as I love singing, singing has been such a big part of my life, I realized that it was hurting my academics. And I was like, I think academics for me is more important than acapella. Maybe for someone else, acapella is more important than do it based on your priorities. I highly recommend doing, I do this thing in study consulting, we have this a spreadsheet where you basically fill out your, what, the hours you spend on activities each week and you basically see if you're overcommitted or undercommitted. And that way you can see how many hours you're spending on each thing. And basically, if you can, you have more time to try a new club or something, or if you maybe need to cut back on a club. I think that's something that you should not be afraid. If something is sucking too much of your time, don't be afraid to cut it or loosen the reins on it a little bit because there's so many other things. Academics are super important and taking care of your health is super important. And a single club shouldn't affect, you shouldn't let a single club affect your mental and physical health for that or academic standing. So yeah, just think about your priorities and, and try to stay at a good level of commitment, but not over committing. Yeah. I think I that's say. super important, yeah. especially cause I'm an FYM. So I teach yeah. sort of mentor freshmen. And so that's like my number one sort of takeaway is especially during the student involvement fair, there's a lot of clubs. They're all fascinating. Like a lot of freshmen want to do a lot of things. Sure. Join a lot of them, but don't be scared to drop them. 
Like, absolutely. For example, last semester I started doing Taekwondo and it was a lot of time because I was work not only working out by myself, but also doing Taekwondo. My body was like getting a little exhausted from it. So I was like, you know what? Just cut it out. It's not worth it. Just personal goals. Like Taekwondo is really cool. That's not my main focus or my main goal. It was just something that I wanted to do for the fun of it. So yeah, don't be afraid to cut things out. Make time for you and make sure that you're attaining the goals that you want to achieve. That's super interesting. And thanks for mentioning the spreadsheet. I think that we'll try and include that in the show notes down below. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm curious to understand, because I know that some people throw this phrase around. Do you think that you ever experienced imposter syndrome while you're here at Hopkins? And can you speak a bit more towards that experience? Definitely. I think <laughs> I tell the story a lot to like my friends, but I could not believe that I got into Hopkins. Like I applied early decision and I'd already accepted that I would not make it in the school. And when I, when I ended up getting accepted, I was like, I was very surprised. And like, in retrospect, I realized that like, you, you're accepted into the school for a reason. Like, all the students here are like, extremely gifted, extremely talented, extremely smart people. And like, every pretty much everyone who's here, like, deserves to be here. And they all have some kind of like, long term goal or like impact that they're trying to make at the Hopkins community and beyond. And so it's something that it, I you know, started with a lot of imposter syndrome at the beginning and it just waned and waned. And at this point, I'm like, I'm already a junior. I've been here for two years. I've been in doing pretty well and making an impact in the community. And I feel pretty like good and like secure in myself. I made some great connections and friends. And yeah, it's just something that I think most people experience, especially at the start. And it's just something that I think you can get used to and realize that you are meant to be here. You got in here for a reason and you can you really can make a good impact at hopkins and take those experiences beyond hopkins yeah in my personal experience i think it was a little bit different i did experience some imposter syndrome but that quickly went away and i think one of the main reasons to and it sounds bad but in a way you have to be a little selfish right you were already given this opportunity you got to milk it even if you drop out of the school that is not gonna bring someone else back in, right? So now with this opportunity that you have to be able to, if you really wanna make it, make a difference for other people. If you have people back in your hometown, maybe, if you're coming from out of state or maybe you're an international student, right? Help mentor those people so that they have the same opportunities or better opportunities than the ones you have. And so that's my thing. That's sort of something that I, it's very personal to me and I wanna do is, I feel like I've been given this opportunity. Maybe it wasn't because of my intellect, it might be, or because of these other things, but given this chance, I have the opportunity to turn this around and make it so much bigger than just me. So in a way, make it a little selfish. But at the same time, if you really feel like you didn't deserve this spot, make something good out of it so that other people are able to benefit if you don't feel like you're doing this just for yourself. That's very insightful. So yeah, as part of the balanced life here with our definition of uh, Hopkins Hacks, it's a work relationship health and play. So can you speak a bit more about potentially how, what you currently do now for fun other than the podcast and whether you've traveled to any interesting places around here? I think for me, it's tennis. Tennis and working out have been like my two outlets for fun. I also like YouTube a lot, maybe too much. (laughs) It's a bit of an addiction, definitely has fed into my procrastination problem, but I feel you there. I think, yeah, I think it's very easy to go down like the social media and YouTube route. Wormhole, no, Rabbit, rabbit hole. hole, rabbit hole, that's the word, sorry, not wormhole. Although it might as well be a wormhole. So yeah, it's really important to have outlets, but you also want to have like reins on those outlets. I feel like YouTube has maybe gone a little bit out of my control at this point, And it's like, I got to pull in those reins a bit. But yeah, it's, it's super fun to just like 
decompress, have something to decompress, have fun. I think doing it socially is really nice, like being in the gym with other people or like going and playing tennis and like hanging out and like having those like side conversations about like how's school going, how's life going is really fun. Hanging out with friends once in a while too. Hanging out with my roommates is fun. Oh yeah, once in a while we just do. Yeah, it's great. Just getting a lot of conversation. I think that's one of the things that I've noticed we do the most. We get together and we just spark up a random conversation (laughs) about a really deep, intricate topic and then we're just talking for an hour straight. Pretty much. Yeah. Best conversations. So fun though. Are there any cool or fun places around the East Coast that you guys have been traveled? DC is always cool because we're very close to DC. That, that's one nice thing about Baltimore is our, how close we are to the capital. I'm originally from New York City. That's also a cool, cool place to visit. Baltimore, I just went to the National Aquarium with the Museum Club, which oh, is really fun, really cool. We saw like dolphins and stuff, like just, they were just like throwing around balls and stuff nice. and like fish and everything, which is really cool. But yeah, I think I would like to explore Baltimore a little more. I have not explored it as much as I I wish I have, or I wish I had. The most I've explored it actually was I had a friend visit me, my close friend from high school. We went scootering all around Baltimore. Like he took me (laughs) to like everywhere. And that was like really interesting to see. Like maybe we even got into a little bit like sketchier parts of Baltimore. But it was really cool to like just get out of campus because campus is such a bubble. Like being able to is a really, really valuable experience. Yeah, I think for me, I think my favorite part about Baltimore and again, this kind of goes back into one of my hobbies, but the skate park of Baltimore in Hampton. I absolutely love that place. I like skating and being able to have the time to go, especially on a weekday where there aren't that many people there. It's great because you can go skate a little bit, have some fun. Sure, you're gonna fall a few times if you're trying to do tricks or whatever, but that's kind of the fun of it. You're growing, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of pain, but you just have to get over that mental hurdle and you progress a little bit every day. And yeah, that, that place is super nice. All the people that I've encountered there, are super nice and super great, always having good vibes, even if you don't skate actually, just going and seeing other people. It's amazing just having a crowd there, like cheering you on when whenever you're trying to do a very hard trick and you finally land it, it's a super great experience. So if you haven't been there already, just maybe take a weekend, just like an hour or so to go to the skate park during a Saturday, yeah. prime time. And we'll include that in the show notes down below. So here on the Hopkins Hack Podcast, the final component is the Fireside Cat Questions. And so if you can answer these very quickly in one one sentence or less, essentially. What is your most memorable Hopkins experience? Ooh, memorable experience. Oh my goodness. I think it has to be the podcast. Podcast? For sure. I never would have imagined like hosting a podcast. I think that's been very memorable for me. Yeah, I think same. Just being able to be here and do this. It's amazing. If you can go back in time and do one thing differently, what would it be? Take it easier. Sophomore, sophomore fall, I would say. For me, it would be freshman fall. Just don't worry about it. Things will work out. Just keep working straight ahead. What's one undervalued aspect of the Hopkins community? I think for me, it's how open it is. If you have an idea, just search for people that are, and you'll find them and you'll be able to grow from there. I think resources like CLE and CLDT. I think very, yeah, gems of Hopkins, I would say. What's one habit that you think has been most helpful? Working out, I think. It's a more recent habit, but working out and tennis have been very helpful. Yeah, for me, again, working out, it just brings that structure in and it's so healthy. I feel great. What's one book that you would recommend every Hopkins students read? My favorite book is The Martian by Andy Weir. Awesome sci-fi. Mine is a little kind of sad, dystopian. Brave New World, highly recommend if you haven't read it. It's an amazing book, a sad ending, but 
if you get through it, you'll appreciate it. And finally, what's your favorite spot on campus? Is this weird to say about the gym? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 I would also say them. It's pretty nice. Has yeah, nice facilities. Enough. Latest building, so yeah, yeah, everything you that. want, it's there. Awesome. Do you have any final words you want to share with our audience here at the Hopkins Hacks podcast? What's your favorite spot on campus? I'm yeah, curious. curious. My favorite spot, I'd probably say Brody Reading Room. I find oh. that Brody in the very top floor, right next to the cafe, is a big reading room. Yeah, I yeah, find yeah. it very ambient. And if I have any like big paper or big work that I just can't seem to get started like i'd go there and somehow it'd get started at least nice awesome. but yeah i guess some final words go check us out on, on <laughs> yeah <laughs> go check us out on instagram apple podcast spotify at futurism at jhu of course check out hopkins i mean you're already here but go check out hopkins on all their platforms share it with your friends i think both of our podcasts could be really useful to the hopkins community in thinking about science and tech and how we want to shape our future and then thinking about your own personal development and growth and being able to have balance. Um, so I think two, two really great things to listen into. We hope you make it a habit of listening to us every week, every couple of weeks. But yeah, thank you for having us on China. It's been super awesome talking with you. No problem. Thank you for coming here. And definitely all the links and resources that they mentioned will be in the show notes down below. And definitely, if you want to check out the first part of this podcast where they interview me, go and head over to Futurism. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Hey there. I've got one favor to ask you. Share this episode with one person who you know would benefit from it from the Hopkins community. If you're on YouTube, show us your love by subscribing and smashing the bell icon below and commenting as well. We can't wait to read your reviews on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Any suggestions for us? Feel free to leave it there. Go hop!